0: This is a headgum podcast. Come in. Hey, man, I'm sorry I'm late to to transportation.
1: Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. It's Employee of the Month with Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now. Here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus.
0: Hello, welcome to Employee of the Month. In this episode, I sat down with the cabaret phenomenon, um, Justin Vivian Bond. Justin Vivian Bond is a transgenre genre artist. Um, on and off Broadway, um, Justin Vivian Bond, who often goes by the prefix V or MX, because V doesn't consider... V, a male or a female, but taking the best of both aspects and combining in one tour de force um, and is an unbelievable artist and also truly uh, hilarious in the way that only brilliant people can be where they get the nuance um, and just run with it. I strongly recommend you check out V's solo work, including um, Dendrophile and Silverwell's The Albums and go, 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 CV live because it's such a fun experience um, and if you can somehow get in to see Kiki and Herb they are reviving it and by they I mean um, Kenny Melman who's part of the Julie Ruin um, and Justin Vivian Bond that's how they really got their I would say fame, not their start, but their fame. Um, they were up for a Tony nod. They got to play at Carnegie Hall. Um, and they just have a sold out run coming at Joe's Pub. But I believe there are um, tickets available for for Rush. And I think it's worth doing it because rich people will like make plans to go to the theater. And then all of a sudden they realize they were supposed to be in Ibiza on Thursday. So you never know. There might be a, a ticket opening. We did mention a performer who, um, someone I had interviewed earlier in the show, Named Swad, so you'll hear um, about Sawad Amiri um, in this interview a little bit, and that's who Justin Vivian Bond is referring to. Um, and you'll hear about Renee Fleming, so I hope Renee Fleming is not listening to this episode because um, you'll hear the secrets about what happened to Renee Fleming's dress when she wasn't around, to say, no, you can't put that on, you'll stretch it out. Thank you, there's like three
1: queer people here. Kiki and Herb, tap, tap, tap. I know, that was really good. So it's great to know I'm amongst <laughs> my people.
0: I thought that I was like,
1: I don't know, why am I doing this show? It's going to be all straight people in the audience. I'm going to be completely, know. That's why you, know, you should do it.
0: I would say that, well, yeah, that's I true. Well, I don't care
1: about straight people, though.
0: <laughs> David, Simon <laughs> David Simon was
1: questionable. David
0: Simon and was questionable.
1: What? Who's what's David questionable?
0: Questionable. And 90% of my yeah. friends are uh, queer, so I'm well, sorry. Well, I
1: know, but they're not here, clearly.
0: Well, they got walked out.
1: Anyway, it's um, nice to meet you.
0: Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Justin Vivian Bond is a huge deal.
1: I am a very big star to a boutique audience. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to be able to sell out show after show after show without True. ever having been on your television set. <laughs> Including so Carnegie Hall. I feel Hall. very blessed for that reason. I don't have to go out there and, you know, I'm lucky, that's all.
0: Well, it's not I mean, lucky. you it's, might
1: not know it, but I do. It's
0: not lucky. It's a devoted audience. First of all, there are some queer people in the audience. I know, right, I'm I not heard gonna, all five, five of them
1: popping. Like, See? So
0: quiet, thank you. You're <laughs> at home here, you're allowed.
1: I like people that don't give a shit about anything.
0: Um... <laughs> it's like it's the total wonderful... opposite of me. I'm thoughtful, noble, yeah. Humble? I think that comes after noble. When someone says they're noble, I think humble comes after. I
1: like it when anybody self-describes <laughs> themselves as saying, Ooh, I'm a very mysterious person." Things like that that completely contradict themselves right. as they're saying right, it.
0: Right, right, right. No, it, it's mm-hmm. never a good person who mothertrees in my I'm very a good person. Always, or I'm a good person. That's yeah. the other one. Oh uh, yeah, anyone that there. has
1: to say they're a good person should just shut the fuck up.
0: Speaking of um, good people, mm-hmm. I really wanted to hear about uh, performing in a pageant and like doing Christian, um, going to Christian camp. I wanted to hear about all these. Well, things. I
1: didn't perform in a pageant and when go you were to Christian months. camp at the same time. No,
0: when you were 18 months old, you was your first de- was your debut.
1: Yeah. Yes. My first, you know, public speaking thing was as an 18 month old. I was in the
0: church, oh, it was a church
1: pageant, thing. not a beauty pageant.
0: Oh, I, I'm sorry. I meant a church pageant. Yes, a Did church. Did I say pa- beauty pageant?
1: No, you no. said pageant. And what do I hear? I don't hear Christmas.
0: <laughs> or or modeling. Or I modeling. Oh
1: yeah. Or <laughs> modeling. No, I was uh, I was uh, 18 months old. It was a church Christmas. We, I don't think we called them pageants. Oh. We were humble. We were the Church of the Brethren. We were like the liberal cousin of the Mennonites. And I was uh, put on stage to say, I can wish you, though I'm small, Merry Christmas, one and all. And basically, I've been doing the same thing, but with a lot more bitterness as the years go by.
0: Well, and continued beauty, I would say. Be- more beautiful every year. And also just the funniest and smartest songs. I, I want to show people a, a little clip. Well, actually, before we do that... I did want to hear about going to church camp.
1: What about it?
0: Like, so you graduated from high school and then you went to go work at a church camp?
1: Oh, yeah, I worked at a church camp uh, in Bethany Beach, Delaware after I graduated from high school. But I went to church camp, you know. What when is I that young. like? I, it was fun. I loved it. It got me out of my parents' house. Anything to get out of there made me happy. But I, I have a good church camp story because my friend Teresa and I, we really were very best friends and I couldn't sleep with the girls I had to sleep with the boys but we had which I still do but in a different way And, (laughs) and I really started doing that seriously in boy scout camp but this was Christian church camp and so I was younger and I wanted to be able to sleep with the girl. So my friend Teresa and I told our camp counselors who are a married couple and uh, the husband uh, had gotten his leg uh, amputated after he was changing his car, uh tire in his car on the highway and a truck ran over and he lost his leg. Anyway, they were very close, the husband and wife, and they were our camp, camp, camp counselors. And so we told them that my mother had died and her father had died and that my mother... know and that her mother and my father had gotten married and that we had been so severely traumatized by the loss of our parents that we loved each other so much that we we were like inseparable so we got them to allow all the boys to sleep in the same uh, Adirondack As the um, girls, so that I could sleep next to her bed with my hand on her face. Otherwise, I couldn't sleep. They thought it was the most tender story. We had them going. (laughs) We had them going. And her sister was in another camp group, and they were, like, trying to find it out. So we hadn't even told her sister, who was amazing. um, I totally fell for it also. You know we all had this you know little Christian graft thing going or whatever grift and uh, so they start saying oh, so uh, you know asking her the questions that we had made up this elaborate lie and they're like she said uh, yeah yeah, it's true. It's all true. And then the camp counselors would go. They were married, older. They would go tell everybody, oh, it's so sweet, their brother and sister, and their love for each other. And they were so touched by it. So I could, I'd lay there and sleep on the floor with my Aww. face, okay. my hand on her face. And, Let's uh, do
0: the interview. Then,
1: at the end of the week, both of our sets of parents showed up to collect us. <laughs> and they were so shocked. But anyway, whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> They shouldn't assign the wrong gender to the wrong Adirondack. Otherwise, people will be forced to lie.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah, I was fascinated that you had gone back to church camp after finally getting out of high school.
1: I didn't go. I went to the beach. The church camp happened to be at the beach. I... Learned how to drink there. I learned how to take yeah. cocaine there. I learned how to meet strangers <laughs> and suck their dick there. I had to leave town and go to church camp in order to do these things. And I was paid. And I try to get paid to do all of those things still. <laughs> Whenever possible. I mean, I also like to keep in practice. So, In between gigs, you've got to keep your finger in it, as they say.
0: But I also love, you. you don't... Take grants. I mean, you have cultivated an audience. I would take a
1: grant. I'm just not giving them.
0: (laughs) Oh, I thought it was that you wouldn't even, like, apply for them. Well,
1: I don't apply. I'm not a gambler. (laughs) Yeah. I will go to work and do things, and, you know, I don't... uh, Apply. For. I've been. I've actually been awarded grants in my lifetime. Yes. I was given the. um you
0: got a really. Big I should one, be actually.
1: grateful. I got a really good one. The um, Foundation for Contemporary Arts yeah, grant, a huge one. which was a twenty five thousand dollar grant, which was good. And I was given um, some other ones, but I've had white wine and they were less, so I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't apply for them. People that cared about me and felt sorry for me got them. If I hadn't gotten the FCA grant, I wouldn't have an apartment because they were like. I was applying for an apartment. You don't have any money in the bank. And that very day, literally, that grant came in, and I faxed them the thing, and they were like, okay, you can move in. Otherwise, I'd probably still be, you know, doing the same things I did when I worked at the church camp.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> can still do some of them. I can, totally. Um, I, I... <laughs> I still have my pain. Uh <laughs> things that i would like to i've never performed drunk or or done any drugs and i think you're like a it's not that you're you're just so functional on anything
1: i'm dysfunctional when i'm not on anything
0: okay that's the key i, I love it right now no really i mean wouldn't... i
1: have performed sober
0: and how was that fine okay yeah not, but as, not, fun not as fun for me
1: or the audience but i did it
0: um I, can I give this since, this, since some of the audience doesn't know about Kiki and Herb, which is sort of crazy for me.
1: How could they know? We broke up 10 years ago. Mm. I
0: know, but you're back now, so I want to give them a well, we haven't started performing yet. I think you're almost all sold out. No, we are all sold okay, out. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you saw, in, two hours, in two hours, they broke, the, the website was not working. You guys, they've performed on Carnegie Hall. I'm just going to boast a little bit. Okay, go. Um, performed on I'm Carnegie Hall. very humble.
1: Hall. You do it.
0: And and chose to do it at Joe's Pub and chose to um, tier the tickets so that some of them were Broadway prices because you could get Broadway prices and um, certainly prove that. Some of
1: them are free. There's a lottery every yes. night for 10 free tickets because there are a lot of young people that never saw Geeky and Herb. And so, I mean, if they're like aggressive enough to get here and get on the lottery, that means there's like 220 free tickets during the run.
0: Throughout the run. Yeah. I, I want to show a little taste. Can we show this um, video because you're not hearing um, Justin Vivian Bonk sing tonight, but he is an unbelievable performer. Here's a
1: little... We are strong. Heartache to heartache. We stand. No promises. No demands. Love is a battlefield. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified And then I see the look in your eye Turn around, bright eyes Every now and then I fall apart
0: A little taste, a little taste
1: That's an old video I
0: know, it's from from a long time ago Um, So you... So I'm gonna. We're gonna have to refresh the audience. Um, At towards the end of doing this run, you played this character, who um, was extremely kind, sweet, young.
1: Who was? I'm just kidding. Kiki. Describe
0: Kiki. I was
1: extremely kind, sweet, and young.
0: Yes, but the character you're playing. At a certain
1: point. uh, what no, was the character is an old cabaret singer. Uh, I was in my 20s when I started playing her, and uh, she was in her 60s. And it was a kind of a good idea, because uh, when I stopped playing her, everyone was like, oh my God, you look amazing. Because for 15 <laughs> years, I've been drawing wrinkles on my face. And then I was like, no, I think I'm going to be like mutton dressed as lamb. Whereas before, I was lamb dressed as mutton.
0: <laughs> this is a smart tactic.
1: And- it was a good strategy. It was right around the time Botox came in, so it was perfect. But I'm not having Botox right now because I thought I should be able to make expressions.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: For this upcoming run. I don't care about them usually. I find that I'm a better singer when I have Botox because I can't telegraph my emotions. Everything's just got to come from inside. But for Kiki, because I don't actually have them, I always say, I'm, uh, now I will attempt to manufacture some genuine emotion. So I have to have the like ability to make faces, some. to make it seem like I'm feeling something. <laughs> it's uh, you know, strategies. I mean, these are the things I think about.
0: When, when towards, the, towards the end of the, the run, you were ready to be finished with Kiki and Herb, and I wanted to ask... Well, it what was is...
1: 15 years, you know, and uh, yeah. I was ready. I had been this character and singing in a character voice, and I mean, that wasn't what I had intended to do with my life, and I knew that it would either have to be... You know, you get at a certain point, and I'm sort of all about the road, less traveled, and for me, the road less traveled is the one that doesn't have a cute boy on it. And uh, me too. about the time I finished Kiki and Herb, I had met this cute boy oh. in San Francisco. Tell, tell. And I followed him up to Canada. And we went to Queeruption, which was an anarchist queer retreat in the woods. And, uh, and uh, I spent the next three weeks, 24-7, with this boy who was 20 years younger than me. And he sort of... It helped me reconnect with a different idea of what I wanted my life to be. And I was like, fuck this old hag shit. I'm ready to move on to something different. And so uh, I just put it behind me and started writing my own songs, so I could sing in my own voice and rediscover who I was and what I... Wanted to be for myself instead of what I wanted to be in order to keep being successful.
0: It's so, it's so duly deserved round, round of applause. Thank
1: you. Because Even some of the straight people appreciate exactly. that.
0: Exactly. Thank they, you. They will appreciate it when they, they come to Joe's Pub and see your shows, which are, are so funny and so smart and so beautiful. And I know you don't like uh, exuberance, but I'm, I'm just going to have to. I'm sorry. Thank you. It's who I am, and that's my road. That's
1: good. It's, it's nice my
0: journey and I'm going to take it. Um, But going back, now that you have completely established a career on your own, what is it like going back to do these characters again?
1: It's really weird. I mean, it's kind of fun because I love doing the character and the character was based on my friend's mom and the character was based on certain people and a certain way of being because I, uh, well, we were talking earlier about how you're an exuberant person and I'm kind of like an icy waspy person. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I love exuberant people. Thank you. You do like li- me, really? I love exuberant people. No. <laughs> I like you. I, lo- I mean, we don't really know each other that well. But if I did know you, I have
0: a feeling mm. I might like yeah. you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But no. It's I, good enough. It's good yeah, enough. Right? It's
0: good enough. But, uh, yeah. That bar was really set really high. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I do feel good because I have had sex with both. Lebanese people and Jews.
0: That's good. I, and sometimes I, you're an Jewish equal opportunity. Lebanese people. That's right, you can be Jewish You can be Arab. yeah. Yep.
1: You can be a pagan and a Christian too. You can be a lot of things wrapped up into one and the more you are, the more I like you. ya. Um,
0: I wanted what were
1: we I, talking about? I, I
0: do wanna ask you, well I, I, I wanted to ask you about going back to playing his oh yeah. character when you so, had you had actually really wanted to leave it's playing fun this character. Well,
1: because of all these years later, I had been for 15 years really focusing on that character. And since I left that since that act broke up, I wrote a book, I put out two of my own CDs yes. with my own songs on them, I have an art show. Like I've been able to do all these things that that
0: transgenre
1: transgenre exactly. So I've been able to do all these things I wanted to do, and fortunately people seem to appreciate them so that I don't feel like, oh my god, I failed at all my dreams, I guess I'm going to have to go back and do Kiki again. It's a kind of great way, because Kenny also, who is her, yeah. he is in uh, this band, The Julie Ruin. The Julie Ruin, Kathleen Ruin, Hanna. Hanna's so been on the show. So we both have achieved separate dreams and are successful in those things so it makes it fun to go back and you know there's something to be said for doing something because you want to not because you're like desperate and uh, I was like someone said to me right after we broke up the act well what 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 would it take for you to be kiki again I was like if you ever see me doing kiki again you'll just know that basically I've um Blown it, and my life sucks, and I'm just desperate, and that's what I have to do, and that's what I felt at the time. But fortunately, I'm not in that position, and I'm doing it because I want to, and it's fun.
0: Now, you're the, the opposite of, of desperate. Um, I have a. I'm arrogant. No, but you're successful. You're also extremely oh, successful. Um, I wanted to ask about your modeling career a little bit with um, LA iWorks.
1: I, well. In 1999, I was asked to be one of the models for LAI Works. and
0: I think we have one of those pictures. There it is. It.
1: Even then, it was airbrushed. <laughs> and then,
0: at that time,
1: I had 20-20 vision. And uh, so, I had a lover who had these filthy glasses, and I would just look at them, and I'd take the toothbrush and get the mold off this part, and it was disgusting to me. So, I took my, uh, they paid me in glasses. So, I modeled for them and I got him this beautiful set of frames and then I thought that was it. But then several years ago, they came to see me in LA and then they also came here. And so they just keep giving me the most beautiful, gorgeous glasses. And so I am basically the two things that uh, I am a complete sucker for. I'm a hotel whore and a glasses whore. Like I'll do anything. I have this... uh, Uh, Well, when I was with the guy who had the dirty glasses, clearly, you know, with someone with dirty glasses, you can't be 100% attached. And uh, I was out to dinner, he was out of town at a wedding, and this guy was like, "Uh, I've wanted to be with you for a long time. I was like, yeah, I know. He goes, "Uh, well, uh, I'd like to take you to a hotel tonight. And I was like, what hotel? He said the Paramount. I was like, I'm not going to the Paramount.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And it was right when the Mercer had opened. So uh, I was curious. He picked so, his battles. I was like, I went to a lot of fancy hotels with that guy over the years. I'm just saying, I'm a hotel whore.
0: I love it. A whorter, a whortel. Um,
1: you know, everybody has their thing.
0: Can I show um, the beginning <laughs> and end of the, or not? maybe not the end of your acting career, even though you don't... <laughs> It you might be. Act. Who knows? Um, a little clip from Short Bus. How many people have seen Short Bus? I have acted
1: Woo! since Short I Bus. I know, I know. I hate acting, though. I hate it.
0: Which I love that you're this f- unbelievable performer and have said, no, I don't want to act. Even though people, I mean, you're friends with well, People and ask and me to act. With- I yeah, don't it
1: like it. I hate it. I, thought I studied it uh, in college. I studied it at the London Academy of Music... And dramatic art—it was a dream of mine, and then I did it, and I fucking hated it. It's so boring.
0: Well, I think this teeny snippet from Short Bus is a good way for people to start their their uh, weekends, and even the night is still young. So we'll see this little one um, from it um, because I love it so much.
1: I'm the mistress of Short Bus. It's a salon for the gifted and challenged. I. Uh, this is where it all happens. Aren't they beautiful? It's just like the 60s, only with less hope. Oh, for a minute I thought that man didn't have an arm.
0: friendly movie
1: (laughs) to be fair I was playing myself
0: yeah no you're the I think you're the only person in it who's not naked and not having sex
1: I know right isn't that well you know what the person who had the dirty glasses and I we were supposed to be lovers but then time went by as John was preparing the movie and we broke up and then uh, John Cameron
0: Mitchell is the person who
1: so I I PJ and Paul, who were the stars, they were lovers on screen. And uh, so uh, I was supposed to have my lover uh, be my lover in the film, but I went through like three between the time that (laughs) John came up with the idea and the time. I was like, I'm just going to be single.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, I
0: thought it was smart not to have sex on screen. That You can get typecast. I
1: would not have done that anyway because... uh,
0: I mean, I'll watch it, but I, I I... It
1: was bad enough to smell it.
0: Ooh. I mean there's a lot of people. I was in the orgy
1: room watching, but I wasn't, you know, taking part and I'll never forget it really. I mean the hot (laughs) theater lights, people having sex for a couple hours. Every time he said cut, everybody would be like, Oh (laughs) (laughs) they were having fun and I felt (laughs) bad for them.
0: I feel like this is a good place to end, but I um, <laughs> I did want to encourage people to get your beautiful perfume. No, don't, perfumes. because
1: I only have nine bottles left, and I'm saving them for myself.
0: They can go online, no?
1: No, because then they'll buy them from the French perfume company. They make the money. I only get paid oh. in this. Don't buy don't this perfume. It. Or... it 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 would be fine if I got a. I guess get it from you know what I have, and I actually um just want to smell like this. Only myself. Really, you smell good. Uh, I've I just never met
0: anyone who has their own perfume line.
1: It's not a line. It's just one one bottle.
0: I've never met anyone who isn't using. But you know, I will ax. have my
1: own perfume <laughs> line eventually. But right now I'm working on purses.
0: Okay. All right. Well, when when you have the purses, will you come back?
1: I'll bring you. I should That's what I'll give you. I'll, you I'll give you a purse. Now ha- that we're going to. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I should have brought you a gift, and I have purses. And I'll give you one. They're really nice. I like them.
0: I'm going to encourage people to go to Participant to see your beautiful artwork, which you can still see through April it's, 10th. Yes. This is a sketchbook from the Met. Um, oh,
1: I was just there the other day. This it's a really... museum. This, it's... <laughs> but I get so confused with the opera because I was there the other day, too.
0: And in full regalia, in a full opera, they had you in a full gown. I it was, was gorgeous. In,
1: um, what's her name? Renee Fleming's gown but they were like don't tell anybody because she'll be upset if they if people know that you were the same size as her and I was like why are you saying that to me why wouldn't I be upset. not be upset
0: yeah. yeah exactly
1: almost like she's got big feet for a woman
0: let's keep let, we'll, we'll keep it between us we'll keep it between us but I got you tarot I, cards too oh thank you and then I know, n- neither you and I are particularly fertile in the ways that this candle might have represented, but since we're appropriating it for this purpose, I would like you to continue to have a fertile career because I absolutely love consuming your
1: work. Thank you.
0: And some books a- and some candies and stuff. Coffee, do you drink coffee? Toffee? Coffee.
1: Coffee, yes, I okay, drink good. coffee. Okay, everything's in here. I love stimulants, but only when I have downers first. <laughs>
0: Justin Vivian I'm going to name
1: my first child opioid.
0: Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that because it sort of sounds like Oprah. And then it also and sounds Obi like... Taylor.
1: a Taylor. It's, it's folksy. It's
0: perfect. And has the sort of tech and entrepreneur it's sort of gender element. neutral. It does in general. That's we, just a
1: cheap joke I just wrote for the Kiki and Herb show. Wait,
0: do, do it again so I can opioid. really listen No, to no.
1: It. It's, a, it's the beginning of a story. Kiki's now a grandmother.
0: Oh you and, guys uh, you just heard it here how many people are now going to go check out Justin Bieber They Vivian, can Bond?
1: the show sold out They
0: can check out you
1: You can check me out <laughs> Ow.
0: That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. If you want to go see Justin Vivian Bond and you want to date, I'm yours. Um, I want to thank Russ and Daughters. I want to thank Headgum. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Go to EmployeeOfTheMonthShow.com to find out ways you can get involved and come to our upcoming shows. We have two more this season. Our sixth anniversary birthday show is coming up Thursday, April 19th. Actually, you can go to that and then go see Justin Vivian Bond, both at Joe's Pub, which is where this um, wonderful interview was recorded live. And and then the finale on May 19th. Who doesn't want to see Susan Laurie Parks, Patti Lapone, Brian Koppelman, and most importantly, me. Me. Okay. Thank you. You, you. That was a HeadGum Podcast.